Hey everybody, it's the Freshly Baked Crackers Podcast and you are listening to episode 25. It's our one year anniversary, so we've been doing this for a year and thank you for however many episodes you've tuned in for. We appreciate every listen, every download, every subscriber, and we also appreciate our sponsor, Wolf Tracks T-Shirts and Designs. If you've not listened before to the podcast, our sponsor is Wolf Tracks T-Shirts and Designs, and they will set you up with all sorts of cool art and basic stuff as well, but uh, Steve Likens, the owner and in-house artist, does a lot of really cool stuff, so check them out on Facebook, Wolf Tracks T-Shirts Designs. Uh, get in touch with them and tell them that you heard about them here, and they will give you a free basic setup and design of, of uh, you know whatever you're looking for, so check them out. Um, and tell them you heard about it here. But uh, again, this is episode 25. This should have been episode 26, but because we recorded episode 26 before this one, but we wanted to do the one-year anniversary first. So this is we're calling this the end of Freshly Baked Crackers Universe Phase 1. So the episode 26 will be Phase 2, Episode 1, kind of. So uh, both of them coming up this weekend. So we got this one, and then probably... Sometimes Sunday or Monday, uh, episode 26 with Hop with uh, Hop Along Henry, famous Broadway dog, and his owner, uh, Freshly Baked Crackers' own Amber Clear, um, will be on that one. So, and then after that, we got Jeremy Eastep, another uh, good comedian, coming up on uh, next week on Tuesday. So, a lot of good episodes coming up. And again, thank you guys for listening for the past year uh, to us talk about silly shit. And hopefully, you've enjoyed it. And hopefully, you've enjoyed some of the guests. And there's more. There's so much more in Phase 2, so be on the lookout for the next shit to come. And again, thanks for listening. So here we go. Without any further ado or uh, pomp and circumstances, it is uh, episode number 25 of the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast, the year-end anniversary edition. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Freshly Baked Crackers. This is Ian. This is Josh. And uh, we're here on the finale of our phase one of Freshly Baked Crackers. This is the Avengers of Freshly Baked Crackers. (laughs) This ends phase one of Freshly Baked Crackers, or our first year of podcast. Right. It's been a year, guys. uh, We've been sticking around. You guys have been listening. We appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. in all honesty, over the past year, we've we built up not a giant fan base, but a pretty good-sized base of people that listen and subscribe, and we want to thank each and every one of you guys individually by coming to your homes. <laughs> so private messages, all of your addresses. Yeah. Maybe some, some schedule to, yeah. you know. Yeah, when you're going to be not around or around. Right. Depends on, you know, uh, what you're into. You know, we'd like to cater this to each of you guys, you know. Uh, make sure each person gets a nice personal <laughs> thank you. Uh, from the two of us. We will take naps in your beds. Yeah. Uh, clean your litter box or use your litter box. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Drink your beer. Yeah. Eat any sort of expensive food. Yeah, probably the expensive stuff. And more, uh, more a lot of the shitty stuff as well. Yeah. 
uh, and just all the stuff in between too. I mean, but no, thank you guys very yeah. much for listening. We really appreciate uh, every single download and subscription, and I would say Facebook interaction, but there's not a lot of it. Um, hoping that's our big hopes for phase two. Yeah, going into phase two, we really hope to get some <laughs> uh, some feedback and some interaction on Facebook yeah. or Twitter and, or. Uh, Anywhere. Try to be the a little website. more active on the Twitter as well. Uh, uh, that, that's my bad, everybody. I have been doing stuff on the Twitter. Sometimes I get into it. Sometimes I forget that Twitter exists. Yeah. It's easy uh, to do. You know, yeah. Uh, I've slacked a little bit lately. We'll get more on that phase two. Yeah. Phase two. Phase two is going to have a lot of cool stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to have, uh, you know, new guests. Um, uh, you know, moving forward with the Infinity Gauntlet story. We're going, to, we're going to get some sort of artificial intelligence in here with us. Yeah. I like the vision. At uh, some yeah, point. I'm I'm working on getting Thanos for an episode. Oh, Brolin? That'd be great. Yeah, if only for yeah. a second. <laughs> um we can talk about old boy. <laughs> or not. Let's not I'm sure everyone involved does still one doesn't want to talk about that old boy remake. Jesus Christ. Oh. Talk about unnecessary. Yeah, just what I don't understand the whole hang up with American audiences not being able to deal with anything not from their country. They don't want to read it. You I mean, can, but even then you get you can barely stuff get people too, who I mean. fucking. There's a lot of people who haven't seen Train Spotting. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that kind of stuff is. It's in English. Yeah, like it's it just from be appealing another country, to everybody. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's not about the general themes. It's about the uh, you know. White men being in movies, I America. guess. American dudes. Yeah. I like stories about America. <laughs> well, that's cool, but Aladdin don't take place in America, so we're gonna have to fucking do some shit. Well, although the genie is Robin Williams, yeah, Aladdin's still great. Though. Oh, it's one of the best. <laughs> man. Of the, just recently came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to pick that up. There's actually. like a, a bunch of, I guess, test audio. Or outtakes oh. of Robin Williams doing different genie stuff that oh, they animated cool. some stuff to. Yeah. And it's on there like 10 minutes worth of shit. Uh, Colin, our uh, dishwasher at uh, current job that I'm at, uh-huh. and also frequent listener. So thank you, Colin, for being hey, one of Colin. our listeners. Hey, Colin. Thanks for being uh, one of the people that picked this up over the last year. He was telling me that it's like uh, it's pretty much the same features they had on the old DVD release. So there's nothing really special or anything that well, you wouldn't have found me. before. Right? But, uh, you know. It's in HD, though. Yeah, and, you know, if you're longing for the days when you had the old puffy cases uh, of the VHSs. Those are all in my mom's house still. Yeah, I still have most of mine, I think. I don't... Probably all of them. (laughs) Well, they might be in my sister's house, but, like, someone still got all those from when my sister was a kid. (laughs) Little Mermaid, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Lion King was my shit. I'm not going to lie. I think uh, I, I more prefer like the, even the earlier stuff like Peter Pan. Yeah, I like Peter Pan a lot. I, I love Disney movies. I mean, they're pretty good soundtracks and stuff. And I mean, they're fun movies for kids and shit. And they're Timeless cool, cool ways. Yeah, adapting stuff that, you know, we've seen before. But fuck yeah, Disney. Yeah, Disney. Way to be good. Way to have always been good. Yeah. Yeah, even the the more recent ones. I haven't seen Frozen, but I, I liked Tangled a lot. That shit was funny. Brave's pretty good. So I'm not mad at Disney at all, and fucking handling all this stuff with uh, oh, you know, our I favorite watched, things. Uh, and... I watched uh, Frozen, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I think it's just that kids have been craving a Disney movie with really good music. Yeah, I mean, as far as a kids movie goes, for a long time because I don't think it holds up compared to a lot of the classics. But yeah, it, was like pretty, it, was it was pretty, it was pretty kind of good, you know. Yeah. Well, that song was over there, but I mean, that's the way it's always been. But, you know, think about, like, fucking Lion King. Elton John did the fucking soundtrack in the movie, and you know, shit's pretty great. Oh, yeah. 
Tarzan. <laughs> I forgot about Tarzan. That's not is Tarzan Disney? Uh yeah. Yeah, they had a Tarzan And Phil Collins show. did the music for it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. God, I forgot about that one. That kind of and Pocahontas was a huge deal too. Oh, fucking Disney. They got their shit together. <laughs> so Abrams has said um that there's there's no accident that he's not that uh Luke is not in the trailers. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So Oh, <clears throat> all the arm speculation has been wrong. Well, I don't know. I mean, you definitely don't see his face at least. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah. I think it's going to be the big reveal, which is going to be fucking amazing. I'm kind of glad they're hiding it. It's going to be so cool to actually see him. You know, it's going to be a cathartic moment. And uh, I think it's pretty cool that they're kind of holding off. You know, they're not fucking blowing their load early. You know, they're, they're giving us a lot of good taste of things, but... There's still a lot we haven't seen and that we don't really know. And some I, people hit Hamill up on uh, Twitter and were asking him why. We're asking him uh, if he's in the dark side. If, if that's why mm. this is all going on, he said, "I'm. I signed a non-disclosure agreement. If I said yes or no, either way, I would get burnt at the stake." <laughs> basically. Yeah, I mean that's true, and I don't know why do we want to fucking have that. I mean, I, I, we've talked about it in the past where like spoilers really don't really matter. That it's about the fucking journey of something if yeah. it's good, you know, but there's some stuff that's still like, that's a fucking cool thing to have a shock, especially since Star Wars with the whole, you know, Vader, Luke, father, son situation being such a huge moment in cinema during that time. Like, without a doubt, you know, it'd be really cool to kind of have, I mean, something that's like that for this generation of yeah. Star Wars movies, you know, some I, hidden interesting shit. Well, I think, I, I, I mean, I definitely think something's going on with Ray. Yeah. As far as maybe being... I don't know, you know, Han Solo and Princess Leia's daughter. Possibly. I mean, you know. we know it's about the Skywalker family. That's what, And they keep saying yeah. family, which makes it interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I've been reading, uh, I've been all about the fan theory pages on Reddit. And there's been stuff wondering which about... Which would make Darth Vader... Uh, and people are also saying that Kylo Ren... Could possibly be. That both of them are their children. Yeah. Which would be pretty interesting, the idea that then Anakin or Darth Vader would be Kylo Ren's grandfather. Right, which would be why he'd be so yeah. infatuated or obsessed with it. And the whole idea of, of uh, obsessively moving his ideas along, not yeah. specifically Palpatine's or anybody else's, but Vader's, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that in the old extended universe, one of their kids fucking diddled with the dark side. I don't know much about the extended universe outside of, I mean, I know like the extended universe that takes place within a lot of like the games. Oh, right, right. As but far as like the novels books, and all yeah, that no. stuff, yeah. I haven't read like a ton of them, but I read a lot of stuff about them and know people yeah. who are crazy about them. It's, there's so much of it that it's really hard to weed through the stuff that's just not, you know, basically fucking fan fiction. You yeah. Know? Um, and a lot of the comic books are cool, but. Yeah. Have you said, seen any of this stuff about uh, a lot of theaters are doing a lot of restrictions on costumes and stuff? Oh, really? The, uh, yeah. Nothing to cover your face or makeup, no weapons. Idea. Yeah. Yeah, probably Anything a good like idea. That, that yeah. is kind of a bummer, though. I mean, that's that was kind of a big thing of... Uh, it is. I mean, that makes, like, what's next? Is it going to be something that's going to go into, like, cons? Yeah. You know, and that's... Well, did you see the... I mean, and I know we don't, like, try to get super dark, but this is something that we've talked about hits home with us, you know, but right. the, uh, the fucking zombie con shooting situation. No. Holy fucking shit, dude. There was, like, a... It was, like, a four... Uh, uh, a charity of some kind uh -huh. event where a bunch of people showed up as zombies and zombie hunters and someone opened fire and I think somebody died. Somebody got hit. 
definitely. And Damn. then it was really hard for them to find the person because a bunch of people were carrying fucking right. toy guns and stuff. Yeah. So it ended up being this huge fucking thing. I uh, bet that's what a lot of this has to do so, with. So, you know, it's... Wow. And that sucks. I mean, that like, really that's, sucks. that's a fuck it. Like, we've talked about, like, that was supposed to be, like, a safe haven for people. Like, we, you know, you don't fucking... I don't know. Like it's, the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, you know, and doing stuff like a, a for charity fucking zombie event. You know I mean? It's, it's just fucked up, but... Have you seen the new pictures of uh, Leto as the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have. Um, <clears throat> yep, me too. <laughs> I mean, purple alligator trench coat. Sure. Sure. Uh, I mean, the picture... This of is him, like a rave Joker. Yeah. The the picture of him uh, in the trench... Or trench coat, in the uh, straight jacket sitting in front of Harley is a pretty interesting, like, dark looking... But, the, but that's the first time where I'm kind of like, oh, he doesn't look fucking dumb crazy instead of... Yeah. You know, whatever, but... I don't, I don't know. know, man. I'm excited to there's see how so he does There's so many good things it. that look about this thing, and there's so many bad things about it, I feel yeah. like. I'm wary. I don't I hope it's me. good. I hope it's good because I want to see Affleck as Batman. I hope that goes well. Yeah. I like Affleck. I do, too. And, so. yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see him take on that role. And I don't, I don't know. It's just... Uh, it does. He looks... Raver Joker. Yeah. But I mean, maybe he'll be completely <laughs> fucking crazy shit, and it'll be fun. But the the look is just so off putting to be the that's the first thing we see, you know. First impressions uh, make a big deal. So. And it's like, well, it's just a bunch of them now. Yeah. Every picture keeps getting like, what's what's with the brooding fucking face and shit that's going? I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't fire yeah. me up too yeah. much. I mean, reading the stories about him behind the scenes and just, like, not breaking character and being a complete fucking batshit pain in the ass to work with, that stuff's kind of cool. And I'm kind of excited to see what he does with that. But I just won't really dig it either way if he just looks like an ass the whole time. You know, he's not menacing or anything. It's Well, this is what Leto had to say in uh, an upcoming, the issue of Empire that this is all from. Right, right. Um, One of his things he said was, there was definitely a period of, of detachment. I took a pretty deep dive, but this was a unique opportunity. I couldn't imagine doing it another way. It was fun playing those psychological games, but at the same time, it was very painful, like giving birth out of my prick hole. Really? You're not British. God damn it. <laughs> Your prick hole? Also, what? Oh, yeah. Jared Leto, God damn you. Why are you so good at some stuff? And then you're also like, by the way, whenever I turn this acting thing off, I'm a complete fucking tool. Right. Yeah, it's it's really disappointing. Just I hope he's good though. Yeah. I'm still not counting it out. I know. And I mean there's he listened so much to other a lot of nineteen twenties gospel music and read a lot of books about shamanism while playing the character. Oh, that the you know, when thinking about the Joker, nineteen twenties gospel is the first thing I've always thought about. Yeah. You know, they go hand in hand. I don't know. I'm still, I'm just bummed about like the casting choices in general. I still am not super fired up about Wonder Woman. The costume looks fucking amazing, but. The costume looks really good. I just don't dig skinny Wonder Woman. I mean, sorry, it's just my own personal taste, I know, so that's my fault. But uh, I don't know. I want to see them do well because I want it to keep going. I like fucking Batman. You know, I like these characters. Yeah, I'm not. They're not as my favorite as when it comes close to like Marvel no, stuff but does. I wanna, but I, I fucking like, like superheroes. Yeah, yeah. I like that shit. You know, it's it's our lifeblood. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, with stuff like the Flash being as fucking killer as it is, I haven't watched this week's episode yet. I don't think um, it's tonight, isn't it? Oh, it might be tonight. Yeah, it is because Muppets is also tonight. Yeah, that's right. I watched last week's and it was fucking great. Um, but yeah, like that's I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. 
We'll see. But uh, I'm really looking forward. To, I, I really am look super looking forward to Affleck playing yeah. Batman. Though I want to see what he can do. Yeah, and I like him now that he's getting older. Anyway, like you know, he's he's got that fucking kind of seriousness about him that he didn't used to. You know, he was a fucking goofball. But I mean, he's still goofy. But you know, he I can I can take him seriously now. I feel like it's gonna be kind of cool seeing him more in the cowl and doing shit and kicking ass. Because I love the whole older Batman concept anyway. You know? I will say this. Um, I'm not going to say it. Zack Snyder said it. I'm just going to quote <laughs> what he gonna said. You're just going to quote Zack Snyder. You know, we talked about from the beginning of this Batman versus Superman thing, how much it looks like it takes place in the world of Dark Knight Returns. Right, right. By the look of Batman specifically. And he basically says that, um, you know, he that the Dark Knight Returns was a huge influence on me. He wanted to honor it through the imagery of the movie, but you could still make a Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns movie if you wanted to. Right. He said, you know, he's like, they didn't, they, the visual elements are what they took, but they didn't take anything from the story. Oh, okay. So. I, well, I mean, I imagine since it is mostly, it's a Batman-Superman movie. There, yeah. I mean, yeah, Batman's coming back, but I, there's not going to be all the stuff with uh lady robbins probably and yeah. fucking game well, at one point people thought that uh jenna malone was that's gonna true be robin. yeah and i mean the there's a lot of the first part of dark knight returns it's about him fucking up the gangs and stuff you know and it's a lot of that battle shit i mean the i want to read the new one I, I don't know if it's out yet or not but i know they're working on it i've seen some concept art for uh for the newest one the new dark knight returns the uh, frank miller's coming back on doing one yeah, when is that slated for next year coming out? I think so. That's going to be good. I'm stoked about it. I love yeah. I love that series. It's a fucking cool way of looking at Batman. Uh Yeah, I did, I mean cuz it's like we never get to see him be old. You know, it's always kind of like cut off from that other than Batman Beyond, which I would love to see happen too. I really liked that series back in the day. Um but Yeah. So. Damn, so Pepsi released this Pepsi Perfect thing. Right. It's these Pepsi bottles that are like the ones from Back to the Future 2. Oh, okay, yeah. And they were supposed to come out on October 21st on the day that Back to the Future 2 takes right, place right. on. But the day before at 11.30 p.m. at night, they went up on sale on accident on Amazon. They sold that instantly and people were pissed. Oh, God. So then at 9 a.m. the next morning, they put more up on sale and they sold that again. <laughs> so now they're doing it again. It's crazy. Like, it's just a bottle. Yeah, I get it. Right? I mean, if they were at the grocery store, I'd go get some. I don't yeah. think I'm going to fucking sit and riff. But then again, I do that for concert tickets. Yeah, and that's shit, true. But. I mean, that's kind of like uh, what happened with the uh, the Pit Boy thing for uh, Fallout 4, yeah. the special edition. And I mean, all it is is just an arm thing that holds your phone. I mean, it's cool as shit. Don't get me wrong. But, I, you know, really for like how hard it was to get them. Uh, that was kind of a surprise, but... They had no idea the amount of people that were going to want to get those Which things. Which I think, like, that's... They, they should have. Like, Fallout's a huge fucking game series. Yeah. And this was an anticipated-ass game. But and, you know they go by numbers in the past and stuff and how much special editions sell and yeah. things. And I mean... But they've always... Special editions have always come with a fucking bobblehead in a book. This is the yeah. Pip-Boy. This is the thing from the right. Fallout series. I mean, like, it's been there since the beginning, so... I mean, not exactly in that form. This is really more of like the, you know, since the more Bethesda took over stuff. But yeah, true. the concept of the Pip-Boy and the way it's, I mean, it's always been like the heart blood. I mean, that's how the whole system works with the yeah. with the bats and everything. So um, it, it would definitely be something everybody wants to get a hold of, you know. At least that would, I, I, as a fan of Fallout, what I would think. I mean, I wanted it immediately. And I'm how pissed much extra not was it? 
Uh, it was, I think it was like a hundred something for the whole set, like most of the the crazy ones are. But like, I mean, well, that's how they fucked themselves up. They made it too cheap. Yeah. Well, they did. And for what it is, it's not super like. I don't think it's supposed to be really hardcore plastic and stuff. Though. Oh. Like, and I mean, it's uh, it comes with a um, you can download an app that makes it work with the game, I guess, and it's the special system and everything. So you use your map on it, kind of like you would use the the Wiimote or Wii U controller with, you know, okay. allegedly. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll have to see next month when it actually releases what what goes on with it. But um, God damn it, that's one of those games where I'm like, I'm so pissed off that I don't have a, a new system right now because that's the game that I really want. So this week I checked out a Powis viewer. What have you heard any, about this Powis viewer thing? Uh-uh. So what it is is it basically turns your phone or my phone, any Android or iPhone, after a certain level to an Oculus Rift. Oh, really? It's basically a headset. Um, the one I used was an early one. I think now they have a plastic one. This is basically cardboard that you put together. Oh, right. And then it's got a door and it holds your phone. Right. And you run these. There's like a Google Cardboard is one of the programs. There's a couple other programs. You can use Google Street View in 3D. And you can oh, put wow. Your, you can put your phone on your head and look around. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and it looks around in the thing. Right. Like an Oculus Rift. That's a trip. That's a pretty <clears throat> 30 bucks thing. online. Really? Yeah, I might have to grab one of those just for shits and giggles. Like, that's a pretty cool it's idea. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I love that that's like the kind of thing, like virtual reality is now $30 away, essentially. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's a low level kind of thing, but like, dude, we're there. Like, technology is so quickly blowing up anyway. Like, yes. And it's a, give it a couple more decades. If oh, the, it's going to be crazy. If the asteroids don't get us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look back on what 50 years ago was like. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So and what's 50 years from now going to be like? It's gonna be, I don't even know. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, the way that technology blows up, and specifically computerized stuff, it's like, it's going to be mind-boggling. Yeah. Everything's going to be touchscreen. Or is it? Is it even going to be screens anymore at that point? I feel like, like we're going to be looking at something you set down on a table and it just projects and you work within a hologram like a fucking tony stark touching yeah. thing you know i mean that's yeah. that's probably really realistically yeah. where it might go or even know? bringing it back as far as johnny mnemonic yeah <laughs> some shit like johnny mnemonic <laughs> no i think that's what we're looking at at this point or maybe like an augmented reality system through like glasses yeah or google glasses something like that or something that's maybe even you know contacts right where you would have an overlay display over your life. Oh, that would be a trip with the contacts. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, basically, think of that uh, um, uh, Ready Player One. The, way they do that. the whole thing is them living in the game with the little like suits that they feel with, and you like can walk and you walk in the game and stuff. Like I've never read the really, Ready Player One, dude. It's a great book. I'm waiting for the movie first. Really? Yep. <laughs> okay. My movie fan. My, uh, book, my oh, book fan. All right. Fair enough. I watch movies. I like them and both. TV shows. <laughs> I don't read books. No, I do like books too. I yeah, know it's it's really fucking good. Uh, actually, I'll have to let you borrow it. I got it from uh, one of those fucking uh, nerd block things. I think or uh, yeah, you Loot did. Crate. Yeah, you got it from Loot Crate. Yeah. Um, that was fucking good shit. Andrew told me about it too beforehand. He pointed me in the right direction. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good shit. It's a really interesting story. Spielberg's making it, man. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty excited about That's it. His next flick. I uh, yeah, I hope it turns out well. It's a cool idea that could either be really really cool or be a fucking disaster on screen yeah just because a lot of it takes place in this virtual world but how it's it's portrayed could be either they could go in the route of cheesy computer graphics or they could just be real world or they could, there's all kinds of different ways that you can kind of interpret that concept okay. uh -huh. so i feel like it's gonna be kind of hard to walk that ledge i mean sure. spielberg's a good guy visually he understands that kind of shit if a anybody lot. so uh i think that's good that it's in the hands of somebody like that but 
He definitely surrounds himself with really good cutting edge visual people. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever project it is. So I feel like, I mean, really the way to go probably would be a, a like a combo, uh, you know, CG human thing, you know, yeah. so that you can have the differentiating between the real world and not because he, he spends time outside of the game, but uh, a large part of society takes place within the game because yeah. of the way our fucking world has evolved, you know, and the way that we're living and stuff. As long as they don't make the movie Pixels. Yeah. Over <laughs> yeah. Oh, as God. far from that as you can possibly get. Yeah, why do they keep giving Adam Sandler money? I don't know. I didn't watch it, but the trailer for his new uh, Western on Netflix just hit today. Oh, my God. And this I can't is the one that, that still the, happened. This is the one that the Native Americans that were working on it, like... <laughs> had a fucking fit and yeah, walked off and yeah. stuff. So I'm sure it's really good. Oh, it's going to be um great. <laughs> I'm sure it's definitely not doomed. Oh, not at all. Uh, I mean, it's going to be awesome to see Rob Schneider in what I'm assuming will be called Red Face after this probably Oh, happens. absolutely. You know um, that's coming. You know oh, that's coming. God damn it. You know he's going to play an Indian yeah, in this. Or a racist Chinese man that works on the railroad. <laughs> I didn't even think of that route. That's actually probably the way they'll go with him. They could. Oh, my God. Rob Schneider. Yeah, Vanilla Ice is in it. Really? Yes. I don't even have words for that. I don't know if Kevin James is in it or not, but I feel like Kevin James oh, is in everything. Oh, Kevin James. Fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> I guess whatever. I'm already so mad they Name fucking one Dinklage fucking thing that Kevin James is in that's worth watching, really. Husbands of Hollywood. What? That... Kevin James. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, I'm thinking of fucking Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I don't know why he popped in my head yet. No, nothing that Kevin James did now. I used to like King of Queens kind of because I let sitcoms watch me sometimes instead yeah. of actually watching them. But yeah, that's kind of it. His Man. first stand-up special is pretty funny. He has a stand-up special? Sweat the Small Stuff. It's fucking great, actually. Okay. It's a riot. Because back then, he was still new, uh-huh. and he was just one of those, like, look how fucking ridiculously amped this fat guy is. He's so energetic in this okay. thing. It's fun to watch. His brother is also a comedian. Oh, really? Um, actually, Kevin James is not his real name. Oh, okay. They both had a different name. I can't think of what it is. Something James James. Uh, ethnic of some sort, so they wanted to change it. And he went to Kevin James, and his brother's name went to the name Gary Valentine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Gary Valentine. Yep. Wait a he minute. He is. I think that he was actually, uh, or at least somebody related to him actually, is on King of Queens. Um uh, I think he plays his cousin on the show, but yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, he's his his like friend or cousin Nip, or something Nip-fing on the show. Is their last name Nipfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's totally on King. His name is Kevin George Nipfing. Paul Blart. Oh my god, what a terrible like just. Those are not movies you want to be attached to. None of that. Zook- Paul Blart Mall Cop. Paul Blart Mall. I'm fat and agile. <laughs> I'm like Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> um, so, did you see uh, this? Daniel Bruhl says Baron Baron Zemo is not going to be like the comic version. Yeah, in we're Civil not going to get his mask and stuff. Yeah, which I mean is fine, but uh, yeah, I think the Marvel people are doing what they need to do. They know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, at I a mean, certain we, point, a guy wearing like. A straight up like purple face. Yeah, it's kind of tube socky looking. Yeah, yeah it's a really little, it's a little wacky do. Yeah, I mean, and he's uh he's good anyway, so it'll be fun. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, seeing him, you know, emote and shit. But uh, I'm just so excited about more Marvel stuff. That's gonna be good. 
Yeah, I'm ready for next year, what it's going to bring. I mean, this year, obviously, we still have... Uh, and I want to apologize to everybody on the Facebook page. that uh, This is why you don't comment, is because I do stupid shit like this. <laughs> like, report and fall for the Big Lebowski 2 <laughs> thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, I we're f- a reliable source of news. Yeah, like Sorry. We, yeah, we said... Uh, I wanted it Jeff to be Bridges true Bridges so totally bad. believed it, too. Yeah, so. Jeff Bridges fell for it, so I don't feel as bad. Yeah. Even the dude himself thought it was really happening. So really, that's, uh, you know, it's not too bad. Um, so the first trailer for Jessica Jones. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Has hit. And now I'm excited about Jessica Jones. Yeah, holy shit. In a big way. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were saying that it's supposed to be like fucking the darkest thing we've seen so far. Yeah. I'm stoked about it. Yeah, that trailer is pretty good. Yeah, she's definitely fucked up. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. And I like the uh, the villain who controls minds. That's always a cool sort of concept. Yeah, but man, you want to talk about a trope that's been overdone in the fucking Marvel universe. Though, yeah, that's film. true. But you know what? It's something that's kind of been overused in the comic books, too. I true. mean, that's always been a, a sort of easy true. thing for them to go to. You know, it's, That's a great way to control something with a lot of powers, getting its mind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's... All that kind of shit has worked. There's, all, I mean, there's all kinds of like, uh, you know, mentally uh, sensitive characters within Marvel universe. Anyway, of course, a lot yeah. of them end up being the X Men, but sure, uh, you know, there's a lot of telepaths and and mentally sensitive individuals. Looks like Peyton Reed's going to come back and direct Ant Man too. Nice, yeah, that I did read about that. That should be pretty cool. Which I think he did great. Yeah, I think so too. I think he did really great. Uh, dude who played uh, who's playing Spider Man has hurt himself or <laughs> fucking busted his face on set already. Yeah. <laughs> In front of There's everybody. There's a Spider-Man curse, man. Everyone gets hurt, breaks their legs and shit. The fucking musical was doomed. It died, dude died, didn't he? Or almost died. I, I don't know, really. I think one of the Spider-Men oh fell and like broke his back or oh, something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that should have been killed a long time ago anyway. Um, Stop giving Bono money. Well, I guess he gives money to good things. That's okay. So according to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <clears throat> he, uh, you know, as a... Uh, He's always just, he's always pushing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, he's he's got, got his got fingers his in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's been talked about a lot um, about him doing the Sandman adaptation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With David Goyer, um, and basically what he says is that a few months ago, uh, Vertigo Properties ported over to New Line. Mm. So basically, New Line is handling Vertigo. Warner Brothers is handling DC. Oh. So they are working on the final draft of the script, and they're going to start working on it. Nice. So I don't know. I guess is is Levitt? Who's Levitt going to play? Maybe I don't know. I'm assu- I had assumed initially the Sandman. You think? I don't know. I mean, I guess that was just my first thought. Just I mean, because he's kind of at the leading man point anyway. So. I kind of figured this would be, but not the Tom thing, Hiddleston. But you don't think Tom Hiddleston should do that? I mean, Hiddleston would be great, but can he do know. that being involved with Marvel movies? I mean, That's he's true. got a pretty legit contract with Marvel, so he claims to have not heard from Marvel for two years now. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, yeah, he's the main villain in Ragnarok. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on at all. He's like, they'll just call me the week before There's... we shoot. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. A lot of people have been asking him what's going on. He's like, I, I'll find out when they tell me. Man, yeah. <laughs> doesn't know. He that. says he's barely talked to him. That's amazing. They're just like, don't worry, it's we're shooting it's gonna it. Happen. We'll figure it yeah, out. We'll fucking get you there. It'll be good. Yeah, we got some um, shit working. Something you and I were talking about later, which looks like it's going to be really cool since we're talking about movies right now is the revenant oh yeah yeah i'm very much excited about this yeah uh everybody knows how much i fucking loved Birdman. 
Um, oh, yeah. To the point that uh, it became a running gag that I talked about Birdman a little too much, but fuck you. It's a good movie. Anyway, uh, but yeah, this so... And the big thing is the way it was shot, and that's supposed to be the kind of deal with this movie. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be incredible. Yeah, I mean, fucking um, Leo and Tom Hardy, right off the bat, is enough to sell me. I love both of those guys. You know, DiCaprio has said it's going to be the one of the most unique film-going experiences that audiences have seen in yeah, modern times. Yeah, I'd like, read that. That kind of gave me a little, like, tingles, you know. Like, I mean, this this guy, this Alejandro Inarito, he is uh, definitely uh, a dude that wants to push filmmaking, not just... Yeah. And I think it's cool to show that you can push filmmaking without doing sci-fi. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he's pushing boundaries on like, well, and it's like a smaller scale too. It feels like, I mean, yeah, Birdman is feels, so small, but, but it also feels, uh, and the Revenant feels like it's a small scale thing because it's just this this thing between these two guys or whatever. Yeah, but like and this it's isolation also, thing too. But but it's also huge just because of the way the outdoors look. Yeah, and this everything I've wide seen. open spaces. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. It's all like huge landscapes, right? Just I which don't know, is which is going to be. I don't a know huge much about lenses from... and shooting stuff, but the way yeah. it's shot is everything just the the sky and the forest behind everything looks huge. It looks very open, yeah. And which open, is a, a cool yeah. uh, a cool shift from Birdman being yeah. all in one building, you know. Yeah. So that's going to be a really cool thing to look at. I uh, I'm stoked about it. He's definitely one of those guys to definitely keep watching out for. Yeah, he's going to be doing know? some good shit coming up. You know? I like this new group. You know, you've got like. You've got obviously Nolan, right? You know, you've got um, this guy, yeah, Inarito. <laughs> you've got uh, Del Toro, yeah. Um, who else are the up and coming filmmakers right now that are really killing it? I don't know, but there's a new there's a new group of guys who I feel like are pushing film in mainstream film yeah films that are getting released in theaters not just movies that come out on dvd or movies right that right play art house theaters yeah like, exactly you know getting someone and also a lot of that has to do with getting people like paul giamatti michael keaton right. leonardo dicaprio you know tom hardy um you get stars who do well and take a chance and something really cool like this can get pushed into big theaters and stuff like that and you get to see something that's not just a cool story but it's like an achievement in film, which yeah, I like, exactly. Really think is neat. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool too. And I mean, it's one of those things where, like, uh, like you know, Wes Anderson does cool shit with film, but his stuff has always kind of been more on the cult end. Uh, even with like Grand Budapest being as big as it was last year or whatever, sure. but uh, he has kind of always yeah been he's under the guys. mainstream thing. But he really, I mean, bringing that and doing this new animated feature that should be pretty cool. Uh, I can't remember much about it. I know Bill Murray is in it. It's about a bunch a dog, of people. I think someone, like a few uh, other people have signed Cranston on now. is in it. Yeah, uh, it. Yeah, there's a bunch of people I know that are, and it's, it's going to be fucking cool. I, I love Wes Anderson anyway, but I really liked uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I thought it was done fucking really well. It was very cool, and it's a really neat I need to rewatch style. it. It's a really I cool watched play. a fucking bootleg that I got. Oh yeah, I need to watch a better. I've been trying of to it. find it on Blu-ray for a while uh, outside of. Like, you know, I haven't searched for it on the internet, obviously, but like, uh, it's been hard to find in stores, like yeah. on Blu-ray. Like, it, but it's also, I don't know if it is, but I know pretty much all of his films are in the Criterion Collection, oh, and they yeah, tend to yeah. be harder to find. It's like Target, you know. Yeah, like, they don't really carry that kind of stuff. Sadly, they should be on Hulu. Um, isn't the whole Criterion Collection on Hulu? Yeah, I think it is, but I don't think uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox is, so it must not be part of the. Which is weird because all of his other movies are. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's not like his. That sucks. Oh, that's a great movie. So recently, Henry Selleck, 
Which no one knows who Henry Selleck is. Do you know who Henry I, Selleck I is? Th- I, I don't think I know. Who nope. Henry you Selleck have no is. idea because everyone thinks that The Nightmare Before Christmas is directed by Tim Burton. Oh yeah, it's no, actually directed he's by dra- a man named Henry Selleck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A movie that everyone has watched a billion times and thinks was directed and gets all the credit goes to yeah. t- Tim Burton who produced it's it. It's Tim Burton's because he yeah. produced it. Yeah, it's yeah. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, and it definitely looks Burtony. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's um, very much uh, inspired by him. But um, he came out and told everyone definitively. That the Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie. Yeah, I saw that. I well, I don't. You can't contest it. Go fucking know, suck it's a dick. I know, but it's yeah, I know. The front of it shows is the front of the cover of the movie shows a man who's a skeleton on top of a hill, and beneath it is a farm of jack o' lanterns. <laughs> that is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> the my premise friend. of the movie is him bringing Christmas to this place. The whole point is giving Christmas to you know where he is. It that's pretty much the premise of every Christmas movie that's ever existed. Yeah, but this is an anti-Christmas movie. I guess. I mean, it doesn't take place during during Christmas time. No, nope, sure believe. doesn't. But there's all well, kinds of Christmas another... imagery and shit in there. So yeah, I'm sure there is. Hi. There's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of Christian imagery in a Creed song too. That doesn't make it church. <laughs> I can. Yeah, okay, that's pretty solid logic. <laughs> I'll go with that and stick with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not um, going to fight it. So today, I don't know if he's trolling people or if he's being serious, but. uh Maynard from Tool, yeah, I had saw. some not very cool shit to say. <laughs> I saw that post on Facebook, uh, saying that just um, what's he say? Uh, I don't know. I don't even want to fucking get into what <laughs> he says because he's he's really really uh, shitty towards Tool fans and saying that. Uh, they had to basically trick him into playing this show this right. next week, this weekend at Monster Mash. He doesn't want to be like attached to Tool, even like he said. It's lost, insufferable people. It's just ridiculous retards. I'm sorry, can't help them. Way too serious, too much. Lighten up. Oof. Yeah. Well, come on, dude. It well, hurts, man. Because yeah. I'm someone who really fucking likes the dude's music a lot, and like. Do you think that who do you think supporting this fucking Pucifer band? Right, exactly. People are just wanting you to fucking do something. Right. We wish you were doing Tool though. It just, I don't yeah, he could go fuck it. off and drink his fancy wine. And his wine's not very good. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, never mind then. Yeah. He probably doesn't even want to. It sucks. Yeah, that's it sucks a shame. When someone acts douchey, but he's the kind of guy that could be trolling everybody and saying yeah, that that's kind of true. shit too. Yeah, that's very true. Because he acts like he doesn't want to do Tool anymore, but they're working on an album. He's a fucking wild card. Yeah. He's always been a wild card. Yeah. So yeah, he could just be fucking playing everybody, which I I kind of like that idea actually. You know, kind of shake things up a little bit. Yeah, know? he's one of those kind of guys. A light a fire under people's asses, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um so yeah, so um what else we got? Um I guess this would be a good time to Go to our wonderful segment that yeah. everyone seems to love. Yeah. Because we get so many responses to it on Twitter. <laughs> um, the most wonderful segment of, of any podcast. Oh, ever. Ian discovers a hip-hop album. Oh, it's Ian. And he's discovering a hip-hop album. Do-do-do. What's it going to be this time? Is it going to be West Coast or East Coast? Maybe some crunk shit. We don't really know, but it's going to be good. It's Ian Discovers a hip-hop album today. (laughs) There we go. Excellent. I like that. It explains everything succinctly. (laughs) You get get what it's about. Yeah, you kind of get it. 
Yeah, so uh, this time I did uh, Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City. Um, Mass hallucination, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, like right off the bat, the thing that I was like first thinking about was just the idea that like you know you're listening to it and, and the way that they do certain things and the way that things flow through uh-huh. specifically like using dialogue instead of like skits it's a short film he says that it's a yeah. short film but and it does feel like that it feels like it is a soundtrack with a movie it's this very succinct storyline going along yeah i love the whole connections of like you know uh mad city is him fucked up, fucked up on the the shenanigans laced blunt from art of peer pressure like those kinds of things make this such a fucking cool album to yeah. me because it's a story. It's a full on, st- it's that storytelling rap in an entire album form, you know, and it's, yeah. I, and I love that. I think that's really cool. It's and killer. Like, you know, I, sometimes I think skits are funny, but they are probably my least favorite part of the whole hip hop thing. It like, it's not really, sure. I just, I, I don't really, I just give me some music. I want to listen to music, but I like the way that this was used. It, it is kind of cool the way it fits in with the stories and, Hearing, you know, the the dudes, you know, fucking when they get shot and, and situations with like the his folks calling and stuff like it's just a really cool way of, of kind of tying this stuff together. And I, yeah, I fucking really dug this album a lot, actually. Uh, I listened to the um, the one with the bonus tracks to the okay. special edition. Sure. Um, I have to mention that because I think that my favorite song is, is probably now or never. On the okay. Movie. Just, just it's got all that fucking West Coast shit. Mm-hmm. I love Mary J. Blige is fucking awesome. It's Let's- a really cool song. Let's listen to a little of that track. I just love the dude's flow so much. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I love his voice and, and his flow and, and everything. Like, I just really dig this dude a lot. His lyrics are fucking incredible. But uh, I really like Now or Never, especially because I feel like it's such a nice kind of epilogue to all f- the fucked up stuff that happened okay. throughout this. It's sure. Real, it's, and I loved that about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really liked a lot of stuff on this, like, uh, uh, fucking bitch don't kill my vibe is really cool. It, of course. It, it feels like such a, like, it's that, like, like talk about the West coast. Cause it's this West, West coast, like nouveau. There's some extra shit in there. That's kind of fun, but it still plays with the same shit that yeah. made West coast entertaining to me in the, in the sounds of the, the beats and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, it's catchy. A lot of high hats. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, uh, you know, his, his voice is fucking great. I think it's a really cool, unique vocal style. He does in a lot of this. Like I just, I fucking dug that a lot. Um, art of peer pressure is a, a really cool backstreet. Skips freestyle. backstreet. Freestyle. No, actually, Backstreet Freestyle is probably my second favorite song. That thing. beat, I though, think it's fucking great. It's, it's so tough, ridiculous. Yeah. I love it so much. All um, ring, king, king, all <laughs> ring, king. It's so great. But I mean, I, this is one of those ones where like it's I'm kind of some hard Backstreet to, Freestyle because yeah, it's yeah. it's too good. Judas go after Judas. Jesus Christ, if I live life on my knees, ain't no need to do this. Park it in front of looters. Next to the church is chicken. All you pussies is losers. All my niggas is winning, screaming. All my life, I want money and power. Respect my mind, no die from this shout. 
Oh, it's so good. This is one of those ones that's like, it's kind of hard to just pick out ones I liked because I really like this. When I listen to this, I'm listening to it track for track. I'm that's not, what I, I don't really what like I mean pick. when I say this album came out and it was an instant classic. Yeah. I, and I understand that instant completely. Classic. Like, I mean, because it really is like, I, occasionally I jumped to actually Backstreet Street Shot would be the one I'd end up starting with sometimes and I'd go back and listen to Bitch I Kill My Vibe. But like, more often than not, when I listen to this, I'm listening to it track for track. I'm going through the whole fucking yeah. thing. I just really, really dug it. But they're the ones that really stuck out to me are like that. I really Money Tree stuck out to me a lot. Oh I yeah, I fucking really like that song. Um, I really like the art of peer pressure and the way it's two songs. Yeah, and th- I think uh, uh, Mad City does that too. It's, yeah, it's two songs in one, and I fucking really like that idea. Uh, Swimming pools is a really cool song. I really yeah. dug that a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. Fucking amazing. Just like real. Compton, all of them, they're just fucking great. It's just yeah. a fucking great album. I just really, really Sing got about into me, this. I'm Dying of Thirst actually is probably my favorite song yeah. on the album. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I could see why. It's it's oh, so God smooth and distorted. I find nothing but trouble in my life. I'm fortunate you believe in a dream. This orphanage we call a ghetto is quite a routine. And last night was just another distraction or a reaction of what we consider madness. I know exactly what happened. You ran outside when you heard my brother cry for help. Held him like a newborn baby and made him feel like everything was alright in a fight he tried to put up But the type of bullet that stuck had went against his will Last blood spill on your hands, my plan's rather vindictive Everybody's a victim in my eyes When I ride, it's a murderous rhythm And outside became pitch black A demon glued to my back, whispering, get him, I got him And I ain't give a fuck That same mentality I that chorus though not yeah. to duck. In actuality, it's a trip how we trip off of colors I wonder if I ever discover a passion like you and recover The life that I knew as a young and in pajamas and thunderlands When thunder comes, it rains cats and dogs Dumb niggas like me never prosper Prognosis of a problem child, I'm proud and well devoted This pyro shit Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, this it's is so uh, good. this is one. Of, it's it's getting really hard now because I have a limited amount of space on my phone, uh-huh. and I keep getting these fucking albums that I'm not wanting to remove. Well, I'm not giving you so. the <laughs> mediocre albums of hip hop. I know, I mean, and that's the that's the whole thing. That's what I keep being like. Well, it's really hard to fucking judge this. That as a Warren re- G album is like the worst album you got. At this <laughs> yeah, point. And it's really funny because it's like this has become less of a review, and this really is just like me just listening to great. The, yeah. Obviously, I'm gonna like all the fucking shit you're giving me. This is good shit, and I'm just really enjoying all of this. I like the direction, but the thing is this dude like this is not the last album that's going to be on my phone of his like yeah and just from what i've listened to uh of uh, uh up to pimp a butterfly like i want to listen to that fucking thing right now well that's, that's going to be what your next I album okay. might as well just get yeah because that's way. what's that's i'm da- I'm, I'm listening to that tonight you yeah know? so definitely okay i'm gonna do that yeah it's so fucking good i'm excited it's so good and then, then we're gonna go way back again okay after that we've been pretty recent you know this is this year Right. To Pimp and Butterfly is. So you're getting a super current album. Uh, after this, we're going to go way back, though. Okay. We're going to learn about early hip hop. Ooh, okay. I'm excited about that. Some, we're going to get into some really early shit. That's going to be a fun time. Um, then we're going to go Ooh. into some stuff like uh, some Rhyme Sayers Click. Okay. And maybe some stuff like Atmosphere. Yeah, this is all totally new to me. Um, <laughs> have you, have, did we do a Streets album? No. We'll have to do the streets. Okay. Some British hip hop. Okay. Yeah. That's something that I'm kind of interested in. Yeah. It was like uh, talking about like Slick Rick. I, did, I had no idea until Slick fairly Rick's, recently. Yeah. That he's he's a British from the UK. Dude. Like, mm-hmm. that's a trip. 
Um, so yeah, I'm kind of interested. Actually, in you know what? Stuff I think th- I feel like we should skip to Bimpa Butterfly. I think that you can listen to that on your own. Yeah, I I'm think just enough gonna people have talked about that this okay. year. Also, yeah, that it's kind of passe at this point. We got to do something. Different. Um, you definitely should talk, listen to it though. Oh, I'm going I mean, to. It's like, fucking incredible. I mean, you don't have to tell me that. But uh, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, but so what we're gonna do is instead, I'm gonna we're gonna go to British hip hop. Okay. Go, um, go across the pond. Yeah, and we're gonna listen to. What got me into British hip hop really is an album called Original Pirate Material. Okay. By The Streets. All right. The Streets is Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner does the production. He does with some, I mean, he brings in help, you know, other people to produce with him, but he does, he produces and he does all the rapping. Oh, okay. One deal. Um, now, British hip hop doesn't sound like american hip-hop right and not just to how they talk but also the kind of music that they rap over well that's what i was kind of thinking and wondering because like we talked about in the past that there is so much of that american music in hip-hop yeah there's really going to be cool to hear but what is big take on it what's big in uh the uk rock electronic music oh okay Oh, okay. So there's a, it's it's a lot of like he says, uh, "Give me a jungle, a garbage beat, and admit defeat." Like he's <laughs> uh, he's it's definitely like. We'll listen to one little, um, just the uh, the opening kind of. Sign a petition, summon all your wisdom. The music's a gift from the man on high, the Lord and his children. Triple team Uru boys, come rain or snow, the Buddha flows. If you don't know, stand on the corner, watch the show, cause life moves slow. Sort your shit out, then roll. Sex, drugs, and I'm the dole. Some men rise, some men fall. I hear you call, stand tall now. How's it come to this? Original pirate material, you're listening to the streets. Lock down your aerial. I'm gonna love this. I'm so fucking it's excited very about that. It is really interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. So the way I found out about it is my buddy and I were in Champaign, Illinois, at a, <clears throat> a store that sells tie dye shirts and tea and and uh, and incense. Oh, okay, yeah, and right. stuff like that. Let's just say. And uh, this was playing, and I'd read about the streets online. And I was like, "Is this the streets?" And the dude's like, "Yeah, it is, man. It's fucking cool." And so I ran over to Best Buy and bought the CD, and I've been a big fan of it ever since. <laughs> nice. And that would have been when it came out, so that would have been in March of 2002. Oh, okay. This has been a while. All right. Um, but yeah, this is a great fucking album. Okay. And this guy's a storyteller. Okay. This awesome. one, he'll tell small stories throughout the songs. The second album is a concept album. He tells the whole thing as a day. Oh, nice. And he tells a very cool story about losing this money, and he winds up finding it later and it's stuck inside the TV. And right. It's, it's super interesting. It seems like hip hop has a lot more concept albums than other genres of music, I feel like. I think like, so nowadays. Which is pretty cool. I think that's interesting. Metal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I metal, metal kind of has a lot of that stuff. People are still cool enough to like compose something all together that's right. one concept or one idea through it. And I've always stuff. liked that sort of idea. It's, it's kind yeah. of a cool thing. I mean, because it takes, I mean, that's a lot more work, I feel like, than yeah. it is to make a bunch of separated things. Like, totally. To actually have to make, that's one cohesive song, essentially. Yeah. I mean, to put it like in that way, you know, it's, it's And a to lot like of sit shit. down and be like, okay, all of our songs have to be about this fucking night and this dragon right. or whatever the fuck it's about right. like you can't just be like oh this song's about a girl and this song's about fucking driving my car and shit like and there has, has to, to be a progression in some way yeah, yeah which is it's really fascinating yeah i think it's a cool way of writing and it takes i feel like that's all skill. mastodon does don't they Aren't yeah all their albums concept definitely albums pretty much? Yeah, yeah most definitely uh yeah def- mastodon's fucking amazing they're a fucking great god band. i love mastodon they're so good they really are uh i kind of miss listening to metal i'm gonna get back into some of that shit again 
Yeah, maybe we should do something where you should... Oh, I know a lot about metal, yeah, too. Yeah, I, like, I can't, like, can't really, can't like, really lay that on you. To a metal stuff, <laughs> I don't know, like, if there is anything that you don't fucking listen to. I don't know what I could introduce you to. You could get me into pop music. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That's not me either. Um, possibly country well i know a little bit about that yeah. but i don't really listen to i know to a much. lot about country i don't yeah. like it i don't like most of it but <laughs> it's, it's, it's i like, I like genuine shit i just don't like that stuff on the radio that's mm-hmm. like you know the uh bro pop country yeah type thing that it's become yeah i like i like a lot of the old school stuff yeah i like it i like a dude just singing songs from the heart i don't really care if it's twangy or not right it's just a dude singing songs yeah. from the heart or a chick twangy folk songs you know yeah. if male or female it doesn't matter but like when it becomes like you know, all like, about trucks and dogs and when, when it becomes like, you know, like we talked about with Zach when he was on, just when it becomes like pop music, but with a fiddle in it. Yeah. Or a slide guitar. Yeah. You know, and really it's like people talk about, oh, Taylor Swift, she made this big transition over to pop music. And it's like, no, they just stopped really. having a fiddle player come yeah. to the recording session. Hey, her songs the same have always fucking been pop. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, pop, uh, pop country. I mean, that's pop is like it. Just we talked about this a couple times too. It just seeps its way into everything. Eventually, yeah. I mean, that's well, that's how you sell albums to thirteen-year-old girls. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's who just buys the way albums. It is. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's uh, everyone above thirteen has figured out how to bootleg music. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real though, when you think about it, that's why country musicians sell so much music is yeah. because their fan base doesn't know how to bootleg music. Right, right. Yeah, sorry. I know that. <laughs> not, a lot, not a lot of internet access out in the woods. Yeah, yeah, and pop music. They don't know how to fucking bootleg music. Right. That's why they fucking go buy. They still right. buy albums and buy fucking singles and stuff. I will still go to the library and get CDs. It's Mu- free as fuck. Music for nerdy people. Radiohead has to just sell their fucking albums for pay what you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They act they like, got it's that a, they act like they're out. changing things. They just know that like all their fucking. It's like fuck. One person's gonna buy the CD, then everyone's gonna bootleg it. <laughs> Let's just do something like this. Here, just fucking. There you go. I say that being the hugest Radiohead fan. Yeah. Well, that about does it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Like we said once again, thank you for it's listening for the year. past year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, phase one, phase one of the freshly baked crackers online radio universe <laughs> has been established and now closed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we look forward to coming up in the next few weeks. We have uh, this episode that we're going to post uh, with Amber and her dog Hopalong Henry. Um, who he was in the Legally Blonde musical. Yeah. So he He's came on the podcast. Um, November 3rd, we are recording with comedian Jeremy Estep. Yeah. So he will be on the podcast. He is a, a very, very early starting comedian who can tell us about what it's like and on that side and of things and coming. stuff. Yeah, and yeah, nice. Even more so than Amber. So he can really uh, tell us what grinding it out is like in those shows and stuff. Right. And, Amber says, uh, I've known the guy for a while, and he's a very very cool dude, but Amber says that his stand-up shit is pretty fucking good. She says oh, he's nice. really funny and pretty dark. Yeah? She says he's pretty dark, oh, I which like I dark. like. I like a dark comedian. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a David Cross man. Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, so we got that coming up, and we're working on a few other guys. We're going to get Bill Poss back up in here. Uh, we couldn't because of some shit came up, but Damn. have him up in here and a few other people. So look forward to phase two. Yeah, it's going to be good. Of the freshly baked Pay attention radio. to the post-credits sequence. Freshly, yes. <laughs> freshly baked podcast universe. I don't know how yeah. we do it. We, can't, we got to come up with an MCU, FBU, yeah. freshly baked universe. Freshly baked universe, yeah. Yeah, FBU. freshly baked universe phase two. <laughs> and there will be, yeah, stay tuned after the credits for a stinger. <laughs> yeah. Might see a new character. Maybe, yeah, possibly. (laughs) Maybe Samuel L. Jackson will be showing up as Nick. (laughs) 
to recruit Fury. someone. I almost said as Nick Cage. I would like to see Samuel Jackson play Nick that Cage. That would be in amazing. Someone put that together, <laughs> yeah, Wes let's Anderson. Get, let's get that to All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks a lot for listening. We will see you guys. Uh, we'll have an episode up again this weekend, and then next week we'll be back, like we said, with Jeremy Eastep. So uh, enjoy this, and until enjoy. then, enjoy, enjoy your boils. boils. Distorted. I find nothing but trouble in my life. I'm fortunate you believe in.